Are you ready? Hello. Hi. Welcome to Fourth Stringers. What's up? Oh, hey, baby. how's it going? Um, could you hold the mic a little closer? Oh, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's sure. fine. Um, but what's up? Uh, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How's yeah. it been? Big fan. <laughs> yeah? You, um, I saw that, uh, like, I was just brushing up on stuff you've done. You actually dominated both coasts of America. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Listen. <laughs> How dare you come from Canada and beat every all the girls up over here? Yeah, as a foreigner, I came here to conquer. Yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. <laughs> and and you know what's so funny? They say Canadians are so nice, but I saw some of those matches and you're just destroying girls in under like two minutes. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I think I, I I seem really friendly, and I use that to kind of lure people into a false I do that sense too. of security, 100%. and then I just jump on their head and squeeze it yeah. as hard as I can. Dude, I'm the same way. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm smothered tapping you and you're yeah. freaking out. like I thought you were a good guy like, Ariane was telling me that uh, you got a couple smothers yeah, on her yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just practicing it on everyone it's so fun it, it makes like I remember um, like I was driving for a long time and then I got a motorcycle and then it, I feel like getting a motorcycle made driving so much fun again and then that's what I feel like it is for jujitsu. I find a new submission or a new technique like that Xanadu guard shit you yeah. showed me was so fun like I can't wait to pull that off on like some blue belts and yeah shout to Margot, she's the one who actually showed oh, that really? to me originally. I think she learned it from Levi, so yeah. Mm, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, uh, you know, either learning something new and cool like that, or just anything that's kind of like troll jujitsu. Yes, troll jujitsu. Strictly, yeah. you know, who's the king of that is uh, Craig Jones. Yeah, yeah. 100%, have you rolled yeah. with him? I haven't. I would love to. Just him, to see all if the I B team guys. Him. Yeah, all the B team guys. It's just like different troll. Like who can make who feel like shit. Yeah. Like the most by the end of the class. Like I remember like I I've known those guys for a while, but uh last time I trained with J Rod, he was like trying to do standing buggy <laughs> chokes to me. Like I'm wrestling, I got a nice high crotch and he just reaches around and like I'm suddenly choking while standing. Like it's crazy. Well so one of my favorite things is like if someone has you beat in a particular position, mm -hmm. it's just you do something like super unorthodox, right? Because yeah. maybe they'll still beat you, but they had you beat anyways, right? Yeah, so yeah, you throw yeah, something yeah. that's just fucking weird at them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's the best. You know, like yeah, Ariane's yeah. got a really good double and I just started when she doubles me, I just kinda like wrap around and like grab underneath her crotch and just start rolling her every which way. Right. You know, and <laughs> sometimes she still takes me down and That's sometimes I, I end up on top. You well, know? <laughs> it's funny because you're the longer person. You know who does that to me a lot is Ronan. I don't know yeah. if you've trained with Nick Ronan. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. He's yet, so no. funny with like wrestling. He's so fast and he's so long. It's like I feel like I'm wrestling a scarecrow like his his and his body just extends over me. He's just constantly, you know, the funk roll. Where yeah, you, yeah. you just take him over, he's just constantly doing that to me, and it's it's very annoying. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, every body type has its yeah. uh, its advantages. Yeah. So, are, do you feel like you're one of the like bigger girls in your division? Like, do you feel big in your division? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, like I when I started competing, I was fighting in like the featherweight division. Mm -hmm. um, what so weight is that? 125. Um, and I was like, you know, I'd I'd walk around at like 127 and just have to like watch my eating for mm -hmm. you know a few days and get down on weight. Um, and then during the pandemic. I couldn't train jujitsu as much, uh, so I was probably burning a lot less calories, and I was lifting a lot of weights. Oh, uh, so rules. I just started, yeah, yeah my yeah. weights started going up and up. Um, you know, started walking around like 133, 136. Mm. Now I walk around probably around like 140, give or oh, take. Oh shit! You know? Wow. Yeah. The growth. Let's Put go. Put on a lot of weight, yeah, and now yeah. the thought of making 125 honestly is uh, is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's the weight cut? Like, do you have a nutritionist or whatever? Yeah, so I don't actually cut. For
for the most part to 125 anymore. Mm -hmm. I did it for the last time uh, when I fought on who's number one against Tubby. Um, and honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tubby's super cool. So shout yeah. out to Tubby. Like, every one of our matches is uh, super dynamic and exciting. Um, but yeah, I cut to 125 for that match. And I was just, like, depressed for a month, like, not enjoying oh, yeah. life, you know? And I was just like, you know what? Like, if I want to do this, like, for longevity and enjoy mm -hmm. competing, like, I'm just I'm just gonna say no to 125 you, in the you future. You know what's so funny? I feel like my girlfriend is at that yeah. crossroads right now. Like as we speak, uh, she's got to make weight for IBJJF. Yeah. And then like, dude, it's so like her goal, like her vision. She's like, I don't want to be like the best woman grappler. I want to yeah. be the best grappler of all time. Like yeah. she's like, I don't care if you're a guy, if yeah. you're a girl. And she's like, who am I to like cut weight? And then like. I like she's like if my technique was good enough I should just be at my weight and be yeah. able to beat these girls at this weight like yeah. what am I stressing myself out for like I don't feel like good inside yeah like because I'm cutting all this weight whereas I could go in there feeling great and then like just use my technique because I've yeah. been working on that and I respect that I respect that a lot and like I it, do you feel like that too like yeah and I will say that like um in the pat, like when I was cutting to 125, let's say for those who's number ones, mm -hmm. it's also a matter of like, I, I was cutting less necessarily to have like an advantage in weight, but just because I was like terrified of saying no to an opportunity. Yes, no, right? I understand so that completely. So they offered completely. that match yes, at 125, yes, yes. and I was like, and then Tubby was ranked number four at the time, <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, like if I fight Dude, number yeah, four, you know, I climb 100%. up those rankings. Yes. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can make 125. And it's like, now obviously I realize like these, like there's a lot of opportunity, and if you say no yes. to one thing, like more opportunity will come along. And, and obviously it worked out well for me, like, in terms of taking that match, you know, I got my name out there. Um, mm -hmm. I was able to win that match. Like, obviously, like, it did a lot for me. But at the same time, it's like, what am I sacrificing? Yeah, you know, cost? am I enjoying my life? Like, mm -hmm. am I... And, I don't mind making certain sacrifices. Uh, like, you know, if, if I have to, if I do an IBJF, I'm fighting at 136, I'm at 140 there. Mm -hmm. I still have to watch my diet and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. take those steps, but I, I'm still happy when I train. I'm still enjoying mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. And I think when I'm enjoying the process is also when I like perform really well. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So what do you, do you do anything to get, like, what do you feel like is your best mental state before you, before you compete? I mean, like, is it, do you like hype yourself up? Do you try to get calm? Do you try to like, maybe like try to like run through everything at home so you freak out at home so by the time you yeah. get to like competition you're like okay I've already freaked out like I'm I let, like I feel like sometimes I'll get there and I just spike and yeah. I'm like oh my god I'm so tired now like I'm I I, I should have just like I, or maybe like I should have like mentally ran through it at home and then maybe like I don't know absorb the adrenaline dump at home a bit and then evened it out how, how do you what do you yeah do? totally um i mean like bits and pieces of what you said right like i i definitely i'm someone who like over regulates like before competition so mm -hmm. i get like super anxious stress like i'm very shaky i feel like i can't breathe yeah, yeah. all those things um so for me yeah i try to like spread out those like waves of adrenaline mm -hmm. um like i love to do my like part of my warm-up actually like at home in the hotel when oh, okay. i'm like not and then i'll even just like starting my warming like my mobility routine like we'll start my to spike my like stress levels mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then i can kind of like process that come back down uh then i get to the venue like i like to go stand where like 
in the like thick of things where everyone's yes. like screaming because that will spike my adrenaline, right? Mm-hmm. Usually then I like hit the toilet, <laughs> right? Like we've all dude, been there. <laughs> dude, nobody uses the bathroom more than an athlete about to compete. Like, Man, <laughs> and then you have those venues that like don't have enough toilets and you're like, dude, you guys should have like- I, I honestly <laughs> always find the secret toilet. That's like my, one of the first things yep. I do whenever I go to like a tournament, I go and I explore and I'm like, okay, there's three secret toilets over here. I'm gonna, uh, uh, it's worth the yeah, walk, you know? Yeah, 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 100%. There, there's always yeah. a secret toilet so that's and like I hate when you go to the bathroom and you like see your like you come out of the stall and your opponent's right there oh uh, dude and you're like that's when I hit him with the smile yeah. that's when I hit him with the smile that's when I hit him with the nice yeah. oh hey yeah. oh, what's, <laughs> up? what's up oh, yeah oh great to see you I'm gonna kill you best of luck I'm gonna kill you like yeah no I I completely I completely understand that's so funny because I feel like uh I almost kill them with kindness. Like if they smile, yeah. then I, it's almost like, Oh, like, cause like I, <laughs> sometimes I'm like intimidated by people, yeah. but if they smile and they show me, there's like a little bit of human, human in there, yeah. then I'm like, I can beat you, dude. Yeah. You're not so <laughs> tough. Like I, especially like right when we're like slapping hands or whatever, like if they break in that moment, I'm like, I'm going to, uh, you're not yeah, serious. So all of your yeah. opponents yeah. should yeah, take yeah. note. <laughs> yeah. I, I've said this so many times on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I just, I'm constantly yeah. playing a mind game and if you're not playing the mind game maybe good on you but sometimes you lose like yeah. you don't even <laughs> you're smiling <laughs> at me you've already lost dude that's it I, I know I can break you like you're a silly person on the inside like there's no way you're gonna you're gonna be able to like yeah, yeah. keep your mental yeah yeah I feel like me it comes from like social awkwardness you know I'm like man I can't pull off like the bitch face like intimidation thing <laughs> yeah. so I'm like I'm just gonna default to smiling you, like... you and like every other jiu jitsu <laughs> yeah. athlete is socially awkward so don't don't feel like like uh, left out there I feel like we're all just a bunch of weirdos doing this yeah. like martial art together yeah but um <laughs> that's so funny um so was ADCC like a hugely like different experience for you than any other competition or do you feel like you've been there before you were able to handle the nerves like because you were I mean what you got second place dude. yeah oh by the way you know what's so funny it's like <laughs> Dante Leon posts he's like I'm the first Canadian to get an ADCC like medal or whatever and I'm like well, what about Brianna and then it's <laughs> then she got like second and you got third bro <laughs> Wow, no shade to Dante. I even mentioned him though in, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in Montreal no. like a, a newspaper like interviewed me. Oh shit. Oh that's fine, don't worry no. about it. <laughs> I'll get it. Okay, but, it. Oh thanks. But yeah, well, I what specified were you saying? that it was me and Dante that meddled. So, that's so Dante, funny. I'm coming for you. you. Dude, dude, that's so funny. Dante's actually been here a couple of times. Like he's been here for like he comes here probably like once a year. I feel like since for a while. I feel like and uh, he's been on the podcast yeah. a couple of times. That's fu- that's so funny. I, I think it'll be a race. You know, which one yeah, was yeah. gonna be the first one to gold he's, medal? He's like he's doing like all the weight yeah. classes, dude. Like yeah. you're going up, he's going down. Like I'm I'm gonna have to face Dante like 145 yeah. or some shit. Like because he's him. him him, like, I don't know how he's changing his diet so much. I mean, he, he's got great people, I guess, at, what is it, Western Barbell? You, you know the place yeah, he's working Yeah, at? Westside Barbell. Yeah, yeah, West, yeah. Westside yeah. Barbell, yeah. I mean, him, it's so funny, like, yeah, it's just crazy. I think he's working with that Italian nutritionist, too, there, that, uh... What, he's just eating a bunch of pasta? pasta diet, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was saying that to be a dick, like, it's so funny that No, I mean, like, I'm sure there's, like, there's obviously more to it, you know, <laughs> He's but, just eating uh, a bunch of yeah. pasta. Like, Mikey Musumeshi, he's just yeah. bringing his own olive oil into a restaurant. <laughs> like, I love that. I need to get on that pasta diet. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey's so... Have you ever seen Mikey on, like, interviews, like, talking about his diet? 
Um, yeah, yeah, like and he's like, like yeah, pizza, I have my own once a day. This is my pizza oven. They don't have one where I'm competing in Singapore, so I bought three. And it's like I've seen him like I think I saw like him bringing like his own parmesan to the restaurant. Yes, to, yes, like, he does all. The, it's so funny. Like if he goes to Italy, like they would just ream him out. Yeah. You're not allowed <laughs> to put like cheese on. That's so funny. But um, yeah, how did like AD did ADCC? Um, change like did it feel yeah. it different to any capacity or definitely I mean I think it was like my first one in like the big leagues mm-hmm. like the really big leagues you know yeah like, yeah that's um, the biggest like one. trials and stuff was like huge and like uh-huh. I fought like on like who's number one and stuff and like that felt really big and mm-hmm. professional as well but then ADCC you have like the the crowd of like you know twelve thousand people or whatever it was and um, yeah. I think like. I'm definitely someone who like overthinks things and like mm-hmm. you know the first round it's like okay there's like at least there's two other people like uh, four other people mm-hmm. fighting at the same time as you so you can kind of like yeah, kind of yeah, get yeah. lost in it yeah, a little yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. semifinals it's like okay now it's you only like you and two other people like one other pair and then in the finals it's like okay like Dude, everyone's I can't lie to myself like yeah, everyone's yeah. watching this yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. Um, and I think like definitely just like getting experience with people who are like truly like like at your level you know Mm -hmm. like um when you fight in the trials like i fought a lot of people who are at my level and then but you fight some people too where you can just kind of like blast through them dude yeah that's my favorite because then it's like it's like oh you dominated at trials i'm like yeah i just submitted three blue belts yeah yeah, sick (laughs) so you do have like you have to get through like the top dogs of the division yeah yeah, but then you can also get some matches where like you know you look you look pretty terrifying, but yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, well, who, who are you necessarily fighting? Um, exactly. So there's definitely like that factor. And then versus that ADCC, it was like, okay, like every fight is like a super fight, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. every fight is like the fight of my career right now. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, that was definitely like a huge factor and, and it was, yeah, it was like a crazy experience. And I think too, like just like mentally going through it, like you, you build it up so, so much in your head, you mm-hmm. know? So then after ADCC two, I kind of was like in a weird mental state where I was like, oh, like I've been like, like thinking of only ADCC for the past like two years and like prepping for the trials, prepping for the event, like everything. So then when it was over, it was like, it took me some time to kind of like process all those emotions. Like restart and like, oh, dude, that's crazy. What did you do? (laughs) Yeah. What what do I do? I guess I'll try to win the gold medal. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) I guess I still have a purpose. Like, yeah, no, I feel like, uh, especially like getting older as a grappler like i started at 23 i'm 30 now and like although i've competed pretty like at a high level like you always got to ask yourself like how long do i have at this what like am like like it's almost like you get so burnt out but then it's like honestly if i was just like hanging out all day and like doing nothing i feel like something in me would just be like what do you do like this isn't as fun like as hard as this is and everything i have so much fun training and like bullshitting on the mats like i have a great group of people i'm around and that sense of community i don't get it like anywhere else i think i mean i always tell people like whatever path you choose like it'll be hard in some way right so Mm -hmm. like um if you work at like a nine-to-five job that you don't necessarily feel passionate about like that's hard in some ways right Mm -hmm. like you but then you have security right and it's great to have security and like there's it's definitely something like you know choosing jujitsu as my path like it's really stressful and like oh, to yeah. try to like it's like you're an entrepreneur you're trying to make a living in something where there's like you know it's very new that you can make even any money in the sport let yeah. alone like a like a solid living right um so like it's 
there's pros and cons to every path that you can choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like I love my work. I'm passionate about wh- my work, and that's great. Um, and then in other ways, you know, there's like things that like when I did work like a corporate job for a few months, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, having that paycheck in what my did bank account every two what did weeks. You do? Um, I actually worked at like a because um, like uh, in Canada, cannabis is legal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked at like a. <laughs> oh wait, do you smoke? Um, I don't smoke because like you I just, just chill. I, I take edibles sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like so scared, like. What if when I smoke, like it does something to my cardio, and oh. then like, and like I don't know if there's any like science behind that, but I'm just yeah. like paranoid, so I tend to just do like edibles at night. Um, oh, that rules. But yeah, it was like mostly just like filling out prescriptions for a lot of vets, honestly, for them to get like oh, their, okay. um, like their medical uh, mm-hmm. cannabis and to stuff get like high. that. Um, yeah, that's it. Man, <laughs> you're like, just helping a bunch of people get so high. Somebody's had like 10 grams a day on their prescription. It was fucking <laughs> wild, and like they're like. 80 years old and they have like a 10 grams a day prescription and I'm like yo blasting off (laughs) they're like I can't move anyway I might as well blast off in my brain like sign the document St. Marie it was like I mean, so it, was, it was sad too, right? Because they had like oh, a lot of, of ailments course. and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, I really hope this guy is also like, so, like if he gets, because it's all covered by the government, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's getting like 10 grams a day, I'm like, he could make a solid business like selling. Oh, he just side, sells it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's what they do. Like, I feel like everyone does that over here. Like yeah. they get like an Adderall prescription and they're like, here, yeah. just fucking, here, pay my rent. Like, d- just take it away from me. Like the, the. That's so funny that it's affecting the cannabis industry too. But I mean, yeah, good on them. Yeah. If I was eighty, whatever, I would be blasting off because I wouldn't be doing jujitsu no more. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Guys, assign me whatever, dude. Like they, they're getting all the new drugs coming out, like mushrooms and stuff too. Yeah, so I would yeah. probably, yeah, I, I would do that. It's that's already cool. legal in BC, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you went from this corporate job, dude. What do you consider your work then? Like yeah. you said, like how you, I make a living. Well, you said that like you focus on your work, but like, like you said, like being a jujitsu athlete, you're an entrepreneur. You, this has, this sport is only like less than like a hundred years old. Yeah. Like, and making money is even newer than that, like in this sport. So, so what do you consider your work and how do you like, yeah. How do you make a living? Yeah. So like right now I make uh, the most of my living just through teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, it's getting better, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. promotions are paying like decent money, right? Yeah, just show in. rates. Um, yeah, show rates are like it's like getting a lot better. Yeah. Um, but there's a reality that it's not like for me. I see that more as like a bonus because it's not always like the most like consistent. It's like it's oh, are consistent. you going to sign those fights or not? You know, like are you fighting on a regular basis? And mm-hmm. you can are try you healthy? Best. Yeah, are you healthy? Right, you can get injured and that can all go away. So I kind of see the money I make teaching um, as like my primary income, and mm-hmm. then the money I make competing is kind of like a nice bonus to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously like the competition almost turns into like marketing for your ability to like make yeah. a lot of money. I mean, you see, Gordon makes like a crazy amount of money teaching. Just um, yeah, just trolling people online. Yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah. And obviously his that's like That's marketing though. That's marketing, right? Yeah. And and his also his performances like when he does oh, compete, yeah. oh, right? Yeah, it just yeah. sells those instructionals. So mm-hmm. um obviously it'd be really cool if we got to the point where like you could just focus on competing. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's coming in the future. Uh but for now I definitely make so more money it, teaching. It feels like we're in the era of like I mean like I, I just feel like it it's so hard to find direction to like make a sustainable living in jujitsu, especially if you're not teaching. And then even if you are teaching, like it's not like you're getting paid like an exorbitant amount, like the security isn't there, especially if you don't have health insurance in America, like it's, it's pretty crazy. But I feel like if 
like what I've been realizing is if I just simplify it and like what is exactly I need to do to make money. So like you said, like Gordon does all this, that's marketing like yeah. at, it, at its core, that's marketing. And then like entrepreneurship, how are like people making money in other businesses? Like I feel like they're building a community. Like yeah. there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. And you know, what's so funny is like, I'm starting to get into that mindset because of like they're they've got all these like AI tools yeah. and I've just been talking to an AI robot. Like, yeah, how do I make, how do, how do people make money in like really niche communities? Yeah. And then like, it, it tells you, it's like build a community, like get a discord or like start writing or something yeah. like that or something along those lines. So now I've been consistently trying to make content. I do the podcast. Yeah. I, I sell rash guards. I, I try to do what I can to like build the art. Like all of what we're doing is raising the tide of jujitsu for yeah. like future athletes and stuff. So I don't want to like abandon this. I'd love to do something within the community to help the community to rise yeah. us all up. But like, uh, like Gordon's a pioneer for making money. So I feel like it's possible. We just all have to like put our minds together and like figure yeah, something out. Sure. Like that journal, like yeah. how, I was going to ask you, how much do you think journaling affects your jujitsu? Is it something new you've done or is it something yeah. you've done all the time? I mean, I would just say like the more, like if you want to train, if you want to be a professional in a sport, right? You mm -hmm. have to train like a professional. And I yes. think that's really about taking like the random randomness out of your training. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe there's people like, yeah. you know, it's like there's those waiters who can take every, like a group of 20s orders and not have to write it down. Right. Yeah. Uh, but not everyone's that waiter. Right. So yeah. for me, like, if I go into training, I might think like, I might have a session and be like, Oh, during my roles, like I had problems like here, here and here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, Oh, next session, I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to ask the right people and mm -hmm. get the answers. But then I get to the next session and I remember maybe one of those three things. And I'm like, yes. Oh, I know I want to work on this, but like, what was those other two problem points? I'm like, Oh, whatever. I'll like in the roles, exactly. I'm sure it'll come up again, but then maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um, and then you don't want to like encounter those problems, like mm -hmm. in competition and then like have the consequences be like more severe. Right. So I think like taking notes after training about like what went well, what mm -hmm. went wrong. Um, and then that way you, you can show up to the next session and like have the right questions mm -hmm. to ask. And then, so I use journaling for that. I use journaling for like when I'm watching like instructional material, like, mm -hmm. um, taking notes on the moves again, like you watch something and you're like, Oh, I'm going to remember like every little detail this guy said, mm -hmm. but then the reality is that, that never most, like, you, you don't, yeah, you forget the little details yeah. that actually make the move work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like to take notes on that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then obviously in terms of teaching, like, just like planning oh, my content yeah. as well. Like that's mm -hmm. super useful to like actually, I, cause I want to, you know, and I've been thinking about this stuff a lot and it's, I don't have the answer, but I've been really considering a lot, like what the best formula is to teach and to have like the oh, best development yeah. in your students. Hard. It's so hard. Right. And like, again, if you're taking like a random approach where you're like, okay, like, on any given day, you're just showing like no. three techniques out of the top of your head. Mm -hmm. um, then in terms of like development for your students, like, I don't know if that's best and I don't know what the best model is. And I know there's a lot of like great coaches who take different approaches. Um, so I've been like, you know, like playing around with different stuff. From, yeah, 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 it, yeah, the skill know? acquisition yeah. stuff. I've, yeah. I've been really thinking about that too. Right now, what I feel like I see working a lot and it's crazy because we used to, like, I feel like at Sarah's, we very much had that like random whatever technique, like yeah. whatever, whatever. And now, at Vanguard we very much have like a curriculum like yeah. we've been doing stack passing all week you came at the stack yeah. passing week I'm really like, happy I came on that week dude yeah. this has been I've just been yeah. spamming stack yeah. passing I feel like I have a controller with four buttons and three yeah. of the buttons are stack pass because yeah. that's all I'm doing you know it's really cool and I think it's like a it was like really like like uh, uh like um 
Jews guys say a la mode as like a. <laughs> uh, does that mean like in trending now? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. yeah. I sometimes because sometimes there are French expressions in English that like even Americans use. But yeah, like I think like you know like 15 years ago a lot of people were doing like stack passes like mm. and then I think like people maybe like drifted away from it right. But like yeah. I mean. Uh, you have like people like Bernardo and everything that were doing all these yeah, kinds of passes. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like ma- like the passes that we're looking at this week are like maybe a more like a modern version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool to see like these cycles, right? Where like I feel like people kind of moved away from stack passing. Yeah. Um, but then actually, when I was prepping for uh, Worlds in the Gi, and I was like looking up some people in my division, and I was like looking, I was like, oh, actually, like when they did get it's like so hard to pass these people's guards at yeah. this level right and then be like oh wait when this person did get their guard passed like it was both through underpassing or like stack passing oh. right and then so I actually like I started to be like mm. and then you saw that match with like Isaac versus uh, Hillbilly Hammer mm-hmm. and like that was all like underpassing stack passing mm-hmm, family mm-hmm. right so you're like wait a second like maybe there's like we should like dive back into yeah, this right yeah, and that yeah. seems to be what Jason's doing so I think that's really really cool yeah he's uh, he's a wizard have you trained with him yet no, no. Oh, yeah. dude, grab him today. Terrified, grab, yeah. Dude, all the stories I yeah. feel like are true about yeah. him. Like, yeah, I heard so many things. Like this guy is low key. Like he's a demon, <laughs> so dude. good. He's so good, and it's so funny because he's not physically imposing. That's yeah. like the that's like the running joke in the room. It's like it's like how is this guy fucking me up so bad? Yeah. Like he's not like built or strong or anything. He just looks like the normalest guy. Like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even do a double take, and then. He's just, I don't know, like, he's good everywhere, you yeah. know? Like, it's its crazy, yeah. But uh, he's hes such a great resource, but if you don't use him correctly, like, yeah, you could just have weeks go by and you're yeah. not, like, learning anything. But I think, like, now that, like, especially positional rounds. Yeah. We do three positional rounds every day, yeah. so, like, those problems, we're getting introduced to them over and over and over yeah. again, like... I get to do positional rounds with different people in the gym and maybe they're stronger, maybe they're weaker and I get yeah. to work everything. So like it's, it's, I think that's huge too, is like your coach forcing you to do positional. So yeah. I think that's a huge part of skill acquisition. I think like your coach, like forcing you to do positional, like I'm like huge on positional. And then also like as the athlete, like actually like, even if it means not winning the round against the person that you usually mm-hmm. win against, like actually being like, oh, like we've been trying to work on these stack passes. Like I could, you know, take the route like that I usually yeah, love to yeah, do, like yeah. force the half and mm-hmm. like, you know, try to put pressure on the head, et cetera, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, or um, I could actually like, Try to learn. Yeah, something. try to learn something, and oh, then even if I no. lose this round, it's like, oh no, yeah. I don't wanna. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. like I like I do this all the time. I do situationals like pretty much with whatever I teach. We'll start mm-hmm. in a certain position, and and then there's the students who actually like try to do something, you know, either what I showed that day or something in the mm-hmm. same family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's people who it's like, you start in that position, the first thing they do is like, like get out yeah, and, yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm dude, like, I okay, sick. Yeah, those, those are the wrestler dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, so we got to head to training soon, but yeah, yeah, I had, I had a, a, like a couple quick questions. Yeah. Okay. So like, how long have you been training now? Um, it's been... It was seven years in June. Oh, sick. Yeah. Seven years. How old are you now? Uh, 26. So, seven years ago. Okay, so... when 19. Did you, when did you get your, like, blue belt? Um, okay, I got my blue belt, I guess, when I was, like... 
20 or 21. Were you like one of those people who just, as soon as you did this, you knew you were going to do this? Um, no, I mean, I like, I started and I, I, I competed like, uh, I think like three months after I started jujitsu, but mm -hmm. just because like I did sports all my life and oh, in my mind is like, you don't like, you don't just go to rugby practice. You play the rugby <laughs> game, right? You oh, know? you did rugby. Yeah. So yeah, I was a big into rugby. I played rugby for like 10 years before. <laughs> rules. Like so, such a great sport. And yeah. a lot of similarities to jujitsu I find, but. Where, where you run head first into each other. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's like in a sense where it's like like they say there's an expression in rugby which I love and it's like um, rugby is a a like a hooligan sport played by gen gentlemen and soccer is a gentleman sport played by hooligans. That's you know? funny. And like I love that because in rugby it's like that it's like you have this like crazy like intense rough like exchange with like these people from the other team and but then after like there's even a tradition you buy your like your opposite number of beer after right? and you all oh, go to the pub cool. and you and you chill out after mm -hmm. and it's like there's no hard feelings even though you just tried to kill each other and there's that's like a big crazy. community you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's super nice, but yeah, but yeah. So I, I just competed because I was like, oh well, like that's what you do when you play uh -huh. a sport. Yeah. Um, and then things just like went well, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm like decent at this. Maybe and we'll do There's some guys at the gym who were doing like big competitions, so I mm -hmm. just kind of like hopped on that train. Oh, that yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, so like if you could go and like this is such a corny question, but I, yeah. sometimes I get some good answers. Like if you could go back and yeah. talk to yourself, like at like a pivotal moment in your life when you were about to like quit jujitsu or like considering doing it like yeah. full time or something like what would be some things you'd say to yourself? I think what was huge for me is like, uh, like recently in the past like year, year and a half, like I learned how to say like no to certain roles. Oh, um, yeah, yeah that's and that's, that's like huge. And mm -hmm. I really can't like emphasize that enough. Like you feel like, um, and especially like sometimes as like a smaller person or as like a female in the sport, I felt mm -hmm. like um, I had to like prove that women were just as good. So I would take mm -hmm. these roles with like, you know, those assholes would come yeah. to the gym and, and they'd treat you like condescendingly yeah, or whatever yeah. and I felt like oh I have to be the one who like shows this guy that like I can beat him yeah, and, yeah. and like that's cool but like I just think about like my body you know at the end mm -hmm. like when I was training like that and I was like taking on every role even if the guy was like 250 pounds and I was mm -hmm. like I think there was like may maybe there was a time in my life for that but I think since I've walked away from like that kind of mentality mm -hmm. like I've just been so much healthier um, I have more fun at training it's just mm -hmm. more fun training with realistic like yeah, partners like too opponent, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Partners, yeah. Um, and then I think also wow. just that like more is not always better like um, I was definitely over training back at like blue and purple belt um, mm -hmm. and I think just like training smarter uh, with more intention is way better than just yes. like training mindlessly for hours mm -hmm. yeah I think like what I need to work on definitely is like maybe learning how to bring my awareness down, like like bring my awareness to like what I'm doing, like right before class or like right before rolling or something. Cause I could definitely see myself like sort of spaced out, but also I'm smoking a copious amount of weed before. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe, maybe that has a little something to do with it, but also, but also I need to, <laughs> I need to just focus. So I, I, I think, yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool. I, I really like the idea of you like saying no to certain roles and like, you know, putting yourself as the priority. I'm sorry that you had to like, like felt like you had to go through that to like, I feel like that's a, like, that's like, that sucks. I feel like a lot of women are going to resonate with that where it's like, yeah, like, yeah. You, oh, I'm, I'm the higher belt. I got to show this guy. Yeah. It's like, I got to stand up for women's jujitsu yeah. and show this tool who mm -hmm. was walking to the gym that yeah. like we're legit and whatnot. And, 
and whatever. Sometimes, it, sometimes don't get me wrong, it's satisfying, you know. Yeah, and you take yeah, that yeah. grin off their face, no, but uh, of other times it's like, well, like, did I have to have this like super rough roll with like this like really strong mm -hmm. guy? Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. like yeah. it's you know, it's not up to you. Like it's not your responsibility yeah. to teach him a lesson, but like and most of them are still assholes after, right? Yeah, like, and that's some the of thing. Them, like, that's they, not gonna, yeah. they're not going to learn. Yeah. They're just going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. this girl. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but like. I mean, it always feels good to do it. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you not to yeah. do that rules. Like, if you could do it, yeah, sure. The dude, yeah. butterfly sweep of him into mount and just hold yeah. him there. Like, cool. Like, I would so do that. Um, but uh, is there anything, like, at the forefront of your mind now? Like, something you'd like to say or something that's been on your mind for a while? That oh, wow. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I guess I, I spoke my piece. Out of the, like, that's something I really like to say when I have the opportunity just to, like, uh, other people who are coming up in the sport about just mm -hmm. like feeling comfortable saying no uh, mm -hmm. and if you're in a gym where like you feel like it's uncomfortable to say no mm -hmm. um then maybe think about if that's the right place for you right i think like yeah. i think that's just like the biggest thing i always think look back on and i'm like i wish i just like said and that's and you know it's something i put on myself too right like uh sometimes it's like the gym makes it uncomfortable for you to say no and sometimes mm -hmm. you put that on yourself like you want if you're a people pleaser or whatever mm -hmm. and you're like oh I want to make everyone happy so I'm going to say yes to these roles that I don't want to do mm -hmm. um, I think just like getting the, the confidence uh, to stand up for yourself in that way is, is really great and can make your training experience a lot better I feel like there's such a line though to be played yeah. is like why am I saying no is it because I'm yeah, you yeah. know what the I mean ego's at play there yeah, yeah, totally. is it because I don't want to lose yeah. or is it because I'm being like scared or what is is it is yep. it truly because I'm I'm worried that I'm gonna get injured okay yeah. if that's the case then so be it like but really like ask yourself that be honest with yourself because you're your biggest like trickster that's like you so can, fair yeah that is like, so fair like yeah. you can, I can make every excuse yeah. in the world not to get up out of bed at like yeah. 6 a.m to train I can yeah. be like oh I gotta rest I gotta do yeah. this but like when I get down to the root of it, why am I saying yeah. this? You know, like so just yeah take that with like a grain of salt. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I think we're good here now. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having All me. Right. This is great. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, that ruled. <laughs>